0: Hello everyone, I'm Trent Luce. Welcome to another edition of Rural Route. It happens to be a Tuesday Across the Pond edition. We gather every day at this time. Well, Tommy Carano, Andrew Henderson, we do it Monday through Friday anyway. Even on Memorial Day 2020. And what we do when we gather is continue to address the issues between rural and urban America. Andrew Henderson joining us from Across the Pond. It is UK. Good afternoon, UK. Good morning, USA. <laughs> Might be afternoon, USA, depending. You know, people that live in New York or something like that.
1: What time is it there, Tommy? It's almost 9 o'clock.
0: Yeah. Tommy See Toronto, you. joining us from upstate New York, not to be confused with the big Apple or the Bronx. How have you been, Tommy?
1: <laughs> doing very well, friend. I've been doing very well. We I've uh, got a lot of positive things going on. And, uh,
0: you know, I'm doing well. Um, I thought it would be very interesting for Andrew to join us on this particular roll route because, uh, Tommy, what have you and I been friends for three years or better? Yes. Yep. And I've been on the front lines. I've been with Tommy lock and step, except when he went to serve that time in prison, I, I wasn't there, even though I talked about going to see him. I never did. But I thought a fresh set of ears and eyes, even though Andrew can't see us, um, would be good to bring Andrew along. So I often talk about the attacks on animal ownership. And, Andrew, uh, we're going to look forward to your parallels that you see taking place in the U.K. But, Tommy, what's the right place to start this in a nutshell so we don't spend too much time on history? But yet we give Andrew and the listener... Kind of a recap of what you've been up to the last three years.
1: So I guess in a nutshell, the best way to put this is uh, animal rights, um, working with the government, and you know bringing overreach without education. Mm-hmm. No education. I think in a nutshell, that's exactly uh, why I wound up going to trial and spending a year in a federal prison because I was not going to take a plea. Uh, you'd be better off killing me. I would never take a plea for something I didn't do. So it was all over uneducation, bad lawyers um, that would just ask the money, the first lawyers, and this is a problem today. And I found out through the time in prison that I'm not the only uh, case. Um, there was a couple of other agricultural cases, um, but that's that's the issue: is no education. And having laws put in place uh, that can put people behind bars. I mean, do
2: you mind asking what were you accused of doing? So we just put it into perspective. So I
1: was accused. I was accused, Andrew, of a one count conspiracy uh, to violate the Animal Welfare Act. So I've raised game cows uh, for thirty-seven years, on and off. Yeah. And I've never in my life had an issue. Never been. I, I never got a ticket. No nothing. Yeah. And uh, what they did is they had a man under investigation, and they they linked me with it, and they tried to make it some big thing that never existed. So it was a one count conspiracy. I was uh, going to do forty one months in prison, Andrew. Yeah, right? but, but, but uh, hang, yeah.
0: hang on, Tommy. I, I just want to bring yeah. clarity to that. Sure. If, Tommy had a Facebook conversation, I believe, yeah. one time with a gentleman who was yeah. under investigation for animal fighting, okay. Tommy was convicted of conspiracy to commit animal welfare issues. The guy who he communicated with was never even charged with anything. <laughs> Tommy, so, what, so, what part so of that wait, is incorrect? Wait, is that correct?
1: No, no. so what happened was he, he pled guilty. He, oh. was, he was charged uh, with fighting animals. He pled guilty, took a plea deal, and got probation. And because I'm not going to take a plea deal, it's something I don't do, um, I wound up going to federal prison.
0: Okay, but he was—he did plead guilty and served time or whatever the case Okay. He got
1: right. probation. He never went so to he, prison. He went, so let's just it's very this. important. Went, Excuse me, guys. Go ahead, Tommy. It's very important. Oh, go ahead, go ahead, Andrew.
0: No, no, no. Tommy, finish that. Then Andrew will come.
1: Oh. So, so what's very important, and this is very important, and it's important because he took the plea deal, and right. that's what they want you to do. People right. like me that don't take the plea deal, you suffer. So. Andrew, so
2: you you refuse to accept that you were guilty because you would never been involved in in uh, in, uh, in uh, Adam, the I'm sure I'm sure it's cockfighting or whatever it was. You've never been involved in that. But you had had a call or a conversation with somebody who may or may not have been. He pleaded guilty to get himself a reduced sentence. You had nothing to do with it. But you went down for a year of your association with him?
1: Um, I, I wasn't even associated with the man. So what happened was he mm-hmm. was a member. I was the president of the New York State Games Outbreakers. So he was a member of the organization at one time. He had mm-hmm. called me up and told me that the ASPCA had come to his house and if I could take care of four chickens, there were yeah. four chickens, literally. So what happened was I said I would take care of the chickens. They have it all in text. They have it all right on the text. I'll take care of the chickens. I told them when the chickens came. I said, heck, the birds will be well cared for. Yeah. And the next thing you know, I'm, I'm involved in a federal crime because he sent those four chickens, even though there was no chicken fighting, and even though that's what they tried to say in the media, which I have all the paperwork right in front of me, they never found it. There was no evidence of animal cruelty. So,
2: My group That is unbelievable. So you lost a whole year of your free, life as a free man over an issue like that. That is unbelievable.
0: And, Andrew, it gets worse. Uh Tommy? Walk through confiscating your chickens, and then ultimately he got them back. But kind of give us the ins and outs of all of that.
1: So that is one good thing that the government is allowing me to sue the ASPCA and the holding facilities, and that is a big deal. Um, But what had happened is I went to every inspection. One thing you don't do is you don't come to a breeder's place, and especially when they're show bleeding. Um, it's very meticulous.
2: I understand. And, I'm
1: very, and and the thing is is when they took the birds they just died off. I mean, there was I mean, multiple counts of evidence of why you're fighting the birds were fought. Which was ironic because they don't have anything of me fighting but the people that took it, there is nothing but evidence of the birds being fought. So they so, were, they were oh, I wound that- up
2: they caused animal cruelty with the whole thing, then.
1: They
2: actually
1: yes. Yes. You got it. Yeah. That's it. They oh. caused animal cruelty, and they took them from a, like, my New York State inspector who came to my trial and testified um, on the care and how well I take care of the birds. Um, she told me one time, she said, if she was a chicken, she'd want to live here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, uh, and by the way, it,
0: it gets worse. How many did they take? How many did you get back, and how many weren't yours?
1: So, so they sent back, Andrew, they sent back not uh, just about half the flock, and then we found out that over a dozen of them didn't even come from my farm. And I have all of that evidence because the new year, my farm's registered and inspected every year, so it's all documented with chickens are here. I never raised chickens with feathers coming off their head. They, they sent me chickens that were a totally different chicken, a dozen of them to try to fill in what was lost. Even even filling it in, it's not even half of the birds.
2: Do you know what, um, uh, Tommy, forgive me for, for saying this, but uh, obviously I want people to really get their message here, but there's definitely a movie in this, uh, trend, isn't there?
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah. And, uh, you, you know. and the movie, by the way, the core of the movie, and this is the ploy. And by the way, entire The Stand at Paxton County is the same premise as what Tommy Carano has lived under. This happens every single day in the United States. I, I, I wanted to bring you in to see what the parallels are in the U.K. But the core of the movie here is that Tommy Carano would not plead guilty. He did not surrender his animals and consequently he's still here fighting for another chance he was willing to go sit in prison and uh, educate himself and become a better citizen and a better legal mind and it's just beginning and he's going to start an organization and we'll pick it up right there Tommy Carano we've got to go to a break you can start it when we get back with the second segment across the pond it's rural route Tommy Carano Trent Luce Andrew Henderson more after this Right off the bat today, I want to remind you about Netflix. You can catch me on Netflix. (laughs) My part. I've been getting a lot of interesting and funny responses to my role as Tom Gardner in The Stand at Paxton County. I'm reminding you to watch it today because it is exactly what happened to Tommy Carano. Only in this case, it involved cattle and horses in Stark County, North Dakota to the Dossinger family. Go watch The Stand at Paxton County. The most interesting component of this, I see people giving critiques to the movie, and they're saying, animal rights organizations would never be a part of this. This is just ridiculous. Folks, it happens every single day. Spread the news. Watch The Stand at Paxton County and let people know this is happening. Welcome back to... Roll route, Trent Lewis alongside Andrew Henderson. Every Tuesday it's Across the Pond version. We're getting a lot of Across the Pond's going on here, Andrew. Are we keeping up?
3: <laughs> yeah. The thing, Tommy, just on that subject, what I was saying about the movie, there's, um, because we've all been uh, under semi-lockdown here in the UK, everybody sort of grabs Netflix. And there's another story on Netflix about a U.S. college uh, 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 footballer that um, – uh, refused to take a plea. Have you seen that movie where he refused to take a plea because he was accused of raping a young girl? Um, and it's, it's a famous case because he ended up being the oldest rookie in the NFL uh, 10 years later because he, he, he fought the same fight that you're fighting. He proved his innocence and um, he became the oldest rookie ever to play uh, uh, American football in the NFL.
0: No, wow. was, I'm not familiar.
3: And it, and it is all about that, that he did the same as you. He refused to take a plea bargain because he believed he was, well, he, he knew, like you know, he was 100% innocent and he fought his case and um, he won his case. So where, where are you at with your case, Tommy? Where are you up to now?
1: So, so where we're at is I came out of prison, we put in for an appeal. I finally did get real federal lawyers. Right.
3: Um,
1: the, unfortunately, the damage was done. Mm-hmm. Uh, having having the shabby uh, DWI lawyers that I first got, which, of course, I didn't know that at the time. But um, where we're at now is the appeal was basic. I don't even think they gave it a whole month. Um, the appeal, they, they gave me a whole month before they said they weren't going to go any further with it, and they were just going to stick with the original court assessment uh, because it's a chicken case. And my lawyers said they... Uh, they couldn't believe that uh, you know we were appealing it. Like right? it was like like it's like it should be a joke, you know. Like well,
2: somebody uh, loses their freedom for a year and they think it's a it's a case. Absolutely. Somebody, well, <laughs> because
1: like, they, they they cover themselves. You see, but I, it will never happen with me. So what I've started is I've started a national organization called the National Organization of Game Style Preservation, right. and we are going to be fully going across the nation um i have a a website that's in the making and we have game foul people in every state in the country which i'm very very happy about
0: tommy most of these animal rights initiatives start across the pond literally uh what's the game foul ownership in like the uk or the whole of europe is there much like that of course um
2: you, basically, you've got, um, uh, fo- uh you've got uh, people who would go and um, the fox hunters. To- yes, there's fox hunters. Yeah, but, but I'm talking also,
0: about like bird owners like Tommy that are just really take pride in the genetics and the heritage of these these old birds. Do we have? Same, do we have that same. in
2: the UK? Yeah, we have game keep- keepers right by here where there's different. Um, there's different um, shoots around the whole of the region. There'll be a, a partridge shoot, there'll be pheasant shoots, duck shoots, etc. Yeah,
0: but the, Tommy doesn't shoot these birds. He breeds them and raises them for genetics like I do my pigs. Wow.
2: So what are they, are they for human consumption or
0: how, what's, so the, wait, what's the end
2: market it, there?
1: So the, so the market right now at the time is uh, poultry shows. Okay. Now, this is very important, what you're bringing up, because no. that's a serious part of why this gets misunderstood. The market, um, there really isn't a market, because they've legalized, uh, made cockfighting illegal.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: It
1: used to be very illegal, uh, very legal, not illegal, it was very legal in many states in the country. Now they've made it illegal, so now we have games that have been around for thousands of years... <laughs> And the way we, what we do with them is we preserve the bloodline. Okay. Every, every one of the families, I raised three families of game fowl. Hatch, gray, and white hackles. They all on paper go back a hundred years coming Mm. to this country. So they're really, that's the whole thing. The, 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 The poultry shows are what we have to do to preserve them. Right. Um, and and because they incriminated in my case they incriminated the poultry shows without a fight they were able to take this in a New York City jury to, to a New York City jury and they were able to um, make it look like the poultry shows were a front for cockfighting. This is very dangerous it really is very dangerous and
0: Andrew will find the commonality in this Tommy in that because there's this negative perception, no matter what the facts are, there's a negative perception that if you're a game foul owner, you're somehow involved in animal fighting, which isn't true. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But the problem Tommy has, and, and and Tommy is a great example, coast to coast, Andrew, farm yeah. organizations are not willing to stand with people who are targeted because they're afraid they'll be seen as supporting something illegal. Because it's all based on perception. It's a major, major problem.
1: You know, know, I worked with the New York State Farm Bureau. They're the largest farm bureau second to California in this country. I've done my homework in this stuff. I was never going to put my wife and stuff. You know, we wouldn't be doing anything illegal. So when I was working with the New York State Farm Bureau, they were helping to promote poultry shows. I was working with North Carolina Livestock Conservancy. Once I mentioned to what happened, the phone went dead. I mean, I thought I was friends with these people. They wanted nothing to do with me, just like Trent's saying. So
2: I'll you, tell you. You were guilty by association. You were just guilty yeah. by the association.
1: Uh, they didn't even know. They didn't even care. All they heard is federal government, the, the one guy from the farm bureau, he goes, Tommy, what do you want me to do? What do you mean, what do I want you to do? You were, you were helping me promote poultry shows. That's all I ever did. I'm not guilty of no, it. You, you, yeah. you find yourself trying to say how you're not guilty in explaining yourself yeah. because, you know, people like Trent is saying. With the game, foul. I have this is all on record, what I'm telling you. The judge told me the reason why I didn't get 41 months is because there was no evidence of animal cruelty no evidence 14 months one count conspiracy 3 years probation my birds were taken and then returned back to my wife while I was in prison
0: Uh, one other side note that is worthy of of sharing here Andrew ASPCA uh, probably the second wealthiest animal rights organization in the United States maybe globally I don't know I can speak to the United States While Tommy is dealing with this lack of justice and being made an example of, last summer, ASPCA is hauling 27 dogs that were taken, same situation that that, uh, Tommy is under, from Mississippi to Wisconsin. They killed them because they did not keep them in the proper temperature during transit from Mississippi to Wisconsin. 27 dogs died of heat exhaustion in a vehicle during transportation and Tommy is locked up as an animal abuser because of what ASPCA did to him. So that's, that's the, the hypocrisy yeah. of what we're talking about.
2: Yeah. I can see that. Um, and there's an old adage, isn't there? That there's no smoke without fire, and that's unfortunately what people in and around you may well have uh, started to surmise. Tommy, by the sounds of it, they've started to think that, oh well, if the police think that there was something wrong, or the federals think that was the feds think there was something wrong then there must have been something wrong. And that's where that's where you know our, our freedom and justice system breaks down by the sounds of it. Yeah. If, if there was no proof that you did any of these things, then how on earth can you be convicted of them? It's just beyond well,
1: belief. Because, and, and what's sad about that is is not proper justice. Yeah. And if you have to be a millionaire to get any type of, and, and listen, what I've learned about the whole thing, it's it's sad. Yeah, and uh, and and the thing is, is that most people, like I, I get it. I've been home since January. I've, I've had half a dozen phone calls with people. They're taking a plea deal. <laughs> They're taking a plea deal. They don't want to go through what I've been through. No, nobody does. And and it's not just what I've been through. It's with thousands of people. Like Trent said, I've been in touch with people. One thing about the NOGP. Is that we're going to be working with people, all sorts of animal people, because the majority of the game sale people that I know, game sale owners, are farmers. They are agricultural people, and they understand that what is happening is not right.
0: I, so, have, I have to jump in with what is not right. Tommy Carano will pick it up. Andrew Henderson, Tommy Carano. I'm Trent Luce. More we'll roll out across the pond after this. There's no doubt the future of agriculture, of life as a whole, is knowing exactly what we're dealing with genetically. And in the pig and the beef, even in the pet business, looking at genomics has become the ultimate answer. It's the next step in understanding better health and better genetics. And in some cases, better eating qualities. Neogen is what I'm getting at. Neogen takes those little markers and identifies where you are and gives you all of the information genomically that you could possibly want. In the food animal world, it's about muscle quality. It's about growth rate, maybe about reproduction. In the animal world, they're looking at the actual genetics of the pet, huh? Where did your pet originate from? That's what Neogen's all about Igenity. Get more details online neogen.com dot com. Um, how yeah.
2: um
0: are you gonna break a rule here?
2: Okay. Sure
3: Three,
0: that. two, one. Welcome back to Roll Route, Trent Lewis alongside Andrew Henderson who had to get his wrist slapped during the break. Uh, Tommy Carano, finish your thought that I so rudely interrupted, and then Andrew's got a question for you.
1: So No, what I was just sharing is that, that in the in the game foul community uh, that's been very supportive of my wife and I, um, we're not just going to be about the game foul; It's going to be an agricultural move of education, hopefully, is mm-hmm. what our organization is going to be working with. Many people have been being railroaded. They can't afford uh they can't afford lawyers. Um they they basically just get bankrupt, uh, broke, give up. Um one lady I spoke with has gotten an alcohol addiction. there's, there's all sorts of problems that are coming uh, before the field
0: Tommy, your fellow uh citizen of the state of New York, Sylvia Pinata who was uh, the same exact scenario, only with dogs in the state of New York. Her partner for life died as a result of the confiscation of her dogs. Um, She's been living in a vehicle in New York for the past 18 months. She was on a tremendous path for an appeal, and then last week, all of a sudden, that just got flipped over. So this woman is homeless. They've taken everything she owns all because of an alleged animal abuse case that was never verifiable. It, it happens every single day. And what they do, and they do it time and time again, because I saw it with Tommy, I saw it in uh, New Hampshire with Tina Fey, they convict people of animal abuse in the public's eye before the trial occurs. And that's what has to be fixed. Yes. 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 No. I want
1: to. Ask, if I can just touch on something that just happened this, Last week, there was an ex-Humane uh, Society guy that was talking about people shipping chickens for fighting purposes. How do you know why people are shipping chickens? They, this whole agenda that they have about informing the media without knowing anything, people are hearing this and people are believing it, and that's why I went to prison because the the media is already out there talking about the illegal chicken fighting and the cruelty and the this and the that without really knowing what's going on. Mm -hmm. And that's why those ASPCA commercials, which I'm going to be honest with you, I've very rarely seen an animal on there that's actually abused, to be honest with you. But that's what the public's saying, and that's exactly, Trent, what I believe you're talking about. They're educating the public, so it's it's just it, it just goes
0: like hand in glove. I, I prefer it, the word indoctrinating. They're indoctrinating the public. They're not educating them. Is, Andrew, you were going to say
1: that's- so,
2: um, and I'm only doing this so that because I'm as a layman listening to what you've got to say. You're 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 trying to extend um, and make people aware of these fantastic breeds that have been um, basically. Uh, properly nurtured over hundreds of years and you're trying to keep those breeds alive in the usa and showcase them at pet shows or at, at, at state fairs all across america that's the 100 percent role that you have for rearing these these uh, animals is these, these these birds is that right
1: it is and we've also um we also were working with the slow cooking usa because we are trying to come up with ways to make them viable, uh, you know, because they outlawed the cockfighting aspect. Um, so what has happened is you've got to come up with ways that make it that, you know, you, you, uh, you, you, unfortunately, you need a reason. <laughs> because if, if the laws and people don't see a reason why you do things, nobody anymore can just enjoy something. You know, so you're without trying a to find
0: a consumptive use is what you're saying.
1: Exactly. Which, which
2: exactly. It, it's, it's nice, but as you say, it doesn't, you know, just because it's a, you know, there's lots of other animals, uh, birds in particular, that have been kept for posterity to pre- preserve the uh, the integrity of how those those animals have been nurtured over the years. Sure.
1: So, sure. Yeah. But the the animal rights people have, the game fowl community has been a wonderful way for them to make a lot of money because they've been able to put the game style community under a very bad light. They've never met real breeders, real. Mm -hmm. So what happens is when they put that out there, Andrew, the money just rolls in, just rolls in, because now they're they're doing away with these horrid people that are, you know, so that's, and that's really how, that's why it's such a lucrative, the game style. They don't want the game style to go. They want to keep using it. To just keep making money. These people don't care about chickens. If they did, I can tell you this. As you can see, when my website is up, nothing but complete abuse, total abuse of animals. Two by two cages in my state. Every- once,
0: by the way, Tommy, once they take the animal from you, they are absolutely abused.
1: Oh, horrid.
0: that That's what you're for speaking it. to.
1: Yes, yeah. yes, yeah. that's what I'm
0: speaking to. Uh, I, I want to throw out another thing that we have not approached. Is you both know that my family has long been involved in exhibiting junior livestock projects. Our girls show pigs. We show cattle at events. In a normal year, 2020 is not a normal year, but we, there will be shows. There are shows taking place as we speak. But I have several family friends that chose not to go the route of pigs or chickens or sheep. I'm sorry, pigs, cattle, or sheep, but they are going the route of these chickens. And there are many kids that have maybe a dozen heritage-type breeds that they go and compete at local county fairs and state fairs and American Royal and, and different events all across the country. That's a very viable, wonderful educational opportunity for these kids to be a part of that. And that's all at risk, too. When, when Tommy Carano gets... Uh, Put in prison on false charges. It somehow deters families from getting their kids involved in something that's very that's hands-on education. And um, Tommy, just going back
2: to your case because this is a, obviously I I get the feeling here there's a great injustice been done. And um, so on your own, you, you refused a plea bar- bargain, so you you're going down the civil route at the moment. Is that correct?
1: So we won our civil case. They, 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 that's why I'm able to sue the ASPCA. We won the civil case. Now it's going to be how we, um, you know, uh, pursue the uh, the animal rights organizations, the ASPCA, the holding huh. facilities, you know. So but, we did win the civil. And so that, was, that was only because my dear wife would never sign the chickens over. Believe me, this is not fair. What they what they do, they pressured her constantly to sign the check. They told me the first week that they came and turned our lives upside down. And Trent can tell you, I mean, my life was. And and uh, they told me if I sign those birds over the first week, they'll they'll make it real easy for me. That's what they told me the first week because they knew they didn't have anything. So well,
2: how, so you've won the civil case. But what about your own, um, criminal record here?
1: What, what is the... Well, this is the thing that really concerns me. I mean, and, and it it really does. I don't have a criminal record other than this, um, I'm a felon now. Yeah. Uh, They took my handguns. They took, I had legal handguns, uh, rifles, things for the property. And they took all that. And, uh, now I have a record as a felon. Uh, and, uh... And, and you, you know, can't that, take that care really of your
0: does. own birds. Tommy, don't leave that not, out. Not
1: until I get off of probation, right? right? Once I cannot... Right now, I have to pay somebody to take care of my chick. I cannot take... I Even though they're on my farm, they I can't be involved with them. And, uh, and so that's another problem. So once I get off of probation, I can. But if I would have taken a plea deal, never could have done that again.
2: So, listen, let's just go through this. So you, you, you went to jail for... Whatever you, you served 12 months for yes. a, uh, for basically being an accessory to somebody who accepted a plea bargain. That's how I'm reading this. Um, right. so you've never yourself, uh, were, were convicted of any cruelty whatsoever. You, uh, you've exhibited or you have sold birds that were exhibited all over the USA. So people know that you sold birds that were exhibited at shows.
1: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, and you know, I got letters from my postal service. And I'm, a, I'm like, you know, I'm a very viable in my community. My neighbors, when they came, my neighbors came out, and a lot of people were shocked about that because people hate roosters growing. But my neighbors have seen me so dedicated to this. They actually, like, love it. I think I can like, inspire them. i got to be a little nuts. I'm just building
2: my own, you know, visual picture up here. So then, yeah. then just tell me something. I, I shouldn't really ask you this on air but this is the only thing that you've ever done wrong apart from maybe a parking ticket or whatever, this is the only conviction you've ever had, is that right? That's correct.
1: Um, um,
2: and um, and you, you've you never had any association, there's never been an association of any animal that you've sold that's been, that has been found? No. For, nope. For, yeah. no, there was
1: no association, i you know, uh, right? There was no association,
0: Andrew. I, I'm not saying it doesn't matter, Andrew. If he sells an animal and he he doesn't know what you don't ask somebody what they're going to do with that animal. It's no. not even if there was. I don't see that as a link to guilt whatsoever.
1: Right, I never but, they it. Was, but they tried to get that uh, Trent. They did. They did get all of my records of customers over the years i never was big into the selling of them honestly Mm -hmm. the only reason i would even let some go is just to pay the feed bill but i mean they did look into all that they just never found it but you're right Trent. and i used to tell that how can i be responsible right i mean come on that's just yeah
0: andrew 30 seconds i can see you had a thought you wanted to finish
2: no
0: I, I, I will carry on with it is uh, or is this the you know I will, we'll carry on because We're on the, one more segment okay well then I'll just say that we are in the end of the third segment Tommy Carano joining us from New York Andrew Henderson it's across the pond a roll route version on a Tuesday he's coming to us from the UK we'll take a break we'll be back with a final segment of roll routes right after this. It's very clear to me that uh, we've been talking about two types of marketing for quite some time in agriculture, that being commodity marketing, which is going to always be driven by economies of scale. And then there is the niche marketing, or as my buddy Andrew says, new marketing. Certified Piedmontese is our niche into the beef world. About 20,000 head of cattle come through that program last year. We want to push it to 50,000 head, and that requires you to get more details. If you're willing to use the genetics, the Piedmontese genetics provided by Lung Creek Cattle Company, follow the uh, regimented plan for vaccinations and generate a calf in the fall, assuming you spring calf, and then get paid $180 over standard market price why would you not at least entertain that idea? Full details about how your involvement in the Certified Piedmontese Program could work at www.LoneCreekCattleCo.com. Ask for Marlon Will. Welcome back to Raw Routes. Trent Luce alongside Andrew Henderson every Tuesday. Tommy Carano joining us today from New York. Um, Tommy, let's talk more about the association you're forming, I'm I'm never sure that uh, recreating the wheel, making another association, is the right endeavor for anybody. But you're clearly seeing a need that's not being served. How do you see all of this playing out?
1: So anyway, this was the last thing I would have actually wanted to do because I'm I'm in agreement. You know, just reduplicating things and stuff. I i just it's so much of that. Um, but so what's happened in our situation is that uh, we've had so much support. We really have um, from the gamefowl community, from uh, gamefowl breeders' associations, um, have been very supportive. Uh, the the problem is though is that there was still a lack, even with all the help, was a lack uh, of um, education. There was a lack of, you know, the finances, even in organizations, you know, they just did what they could, but it wasn't enough. Um, I, I really had to, you know, do a lot, and so is the community. So what, what, what I'm looking to do with this organization is I'm looking to actually expose uh, the uneducated that is in the animal rights organizations. You know, in my situation... Basically, on appeal, they said that it was okay that I'm kept away from the chickens because when they came, there were dubbed roosters. Dubbing, Andrew, is when they cut the combs off for the poultry shows. Okay. What the animal rights people try to do is say that that's an intent of cockfighting, fighting. And that just is not true. Uh-huh. Why more people don't come forward with this, I don't know. But dubbing chickens has been around for hundreds and thousands of years, and when you do the poultry shows, the dubbing is a part of the process because when judges judge, if those birds are not dubbed, they're disqualified. It does when you do a poultry any type of show, and Trent, you know this that you want them to be originally, you want them to be as original as to what they were started out as. Right. You know,
2: so you and, want them to look in
1: dubbing.
2: their finest as they would the, what the breed was actually created for. You want them exactly. to look in that, yeah, that that makes sense.
1: You de- well that, and that's why you do that. And I got to tell you, dubbing took me years to, have to do dubbing properly. It's not something you just got. They call it mutilating. They got all that verbiage. But anyway, the NOGP, we're going to use this organization. Uh, I'm going to be working with different writers and different people across the country. When, when things come out against, uh, you know, Game foul not even just Game foul, though. like I said, like uh, Sylvia, who I know, Sylvia Trent, is a very nice lady, and she's an educated lady, and she's worked with lawyers, and she's stuck in there. But her thing with her dogs and things like that, um, we're going to want to work on bringing proper education. What's been happening is these animal rights groups come in, and they just start telling people what's wrong, and... And this and that, and meanwhile, um, a lot of it just isn't true. And well,
2: you're actually saying, is, what you're actually saying is that, um, by and large, you're actually being penalised for uh, well showing showing your true dedication to the health of an animal. <laughs> it's, it's, exactly, just beggars belief, really. What you're actually saying, but it, it, I can understand it because I'm involved with animals. Week in, week in, week out, um, and, I, and I can I can hear your passion in your voice. To be fair, Tommy, and, and uh, I, I really, what I can't understand is um, why your justice system, once they re- when somebody realizes what's gone on here, why your record can't be put right. That 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 needs to be done, as far as I can
1: see. Well, the whole problem what we had was that I could not testify. If I would have been able to testify in court. I wouldn't well, we wouldn't be having this conversation. Things like you said when we first started, Andrew, they happen for a reason. I am not looking at this as oh, I'm looking at you know what, this is a new uh this is a new podium like, you know, this is something to to, to be to turn something bad into something positive. Always looking to do that in life is very That's important. That's right,
2: because it sounds like you've got the passion and and you're articulate and very, very well upon your subject. And I wish you a heck of a lot of luck with uh, getting where you want to be.
0: The, the underlying uh, problem here that uh, Tommy, he alluded to it, but he didn't go into it. And, and we need to expand upon that, I think, Tommy, in the last half of this last segment. And that is that uh, his attorneys, his defense literally sucked because mm-hmm. finding people that understand animal law, uh, animal behaviors, animal instincts. And here's the key component, being able to afford them to defend yourself. Because it takes piles and piles, hundreds of thousands of dollars to defend yourself when you become in the target. And Tommy was a target because he was president of the New York Game Fowl Breeders. That's why he was a target and was very vocal in what he believed. So he became target number one. But the amount of money that it takes to defend yourself when you've done nothing wrong, therein lies the problem. Yeah.
1: yeah. And the the lawyers, see, Trent, you are hitting on something very important. I know a lot of people follow this this program, and the thing is with lawyers. So I went through a dozen lawyers before I even got somebody that looked at the case. Then you get somebody, and then they have all the right words to say. I'm going to tell you, I was humiliated when I found out how bad these lawyers were. I was humiliated. So what they do is they come off, you go to their website, they did this, they did that. They have all the, oh, this looks good, that looks good. My lawyers, my original lawyers, never even tried a federal case. They took the money. So these people played the system you know they see the case i was never going to prison the lawyer said you'll never go to prison for this that's what they told me and 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 this is a problem this is a problem so now you got something i knew nothing about anything with it i knew about what i did i knew my farm was registered i knew that i did a lot of poultry shows i knew that the game fowl were very misunderstood i have letters from my post office and everybody else that knows me how I always tried to educate people about the game foul because they'd see the dubbed combs and stuff like that. But the whole th- the whole problem is, Trent, you're absolutely right. There is not enough education out here. And in my place, why do you think they took my trial was seven hours away from Rochester? I was driving down to New York City, leaving my wife in the winters, uh, going back and forth, my wife told me at one point, she said, Tommy, you're doing all the work. Something's not right with these lawyers. No, Gina, they're wonderful. You know, I, I gave them, because I don't know anything, but I'm listening to what they're saying and believing it. Very serious problem, Trent. Very serious problem. And uh, uh, It's also
0: worth, Tommy, sharing this, because Andrew has a very similar situation. All three of us have the commonality in strong women in our lives. <laughs> we can talk about uh, Tommy and him willing to make an example of himself, but if he didn't have Gina at home because she was ready, willing, and able to continue the fight to take care of these birds when they came back, she was right there st- side by side. And that's a level of stress, Tommy, that we we just have to recognize that this is a team effort. You didn't do this
1: alone. Absolutely. Absolutely, and I do acknowledge Gina every time, you know, I can because that is a very important uh, fact. Another thing is, like a, a very dear friend of mine told me, you've got to get your family involved in what you do, and I'm so grateful that I got Gina involved with the game chickens because I never even, I never thought about it much. I just did my own thing. It was like some people go bowling, some people go out drinking on the weekends, whatever your thing is, but mine was just taking care of and enjoying the game out. So until I got my wife involved, if, if I never got Gina involved, we wouldn't even be having this conversation. The birds would be all dead, and I'd probably be in prison for five years. I mean, I don't know if, if that would be the case because it would never be animal cruelty on my farm. But the point is is that you need the good, you know, support, right?
2: Well, um, Tommy, I, I, you know, from my perspective, uh, you've uh, you've you've really given me some food for thought, and I really do hope that you win your case. Uh, throughout and you you sue the pants off the animal rights activists because um you know these people um to me have very low knowledge of uh, us in agriculture and rare breeds and all the things that you've described and these are the things that are are um important for our children and our children's children to be able to see uh, all species of animal that we've created survive and prosper so i really do wish and hope that you uh you get your, your reward for all this uh, terrible anguish that you've been through.
1: Well, I appreciate that. And I do want to say something about when you say that these people have no knowledge. Uh, the people up top have a lot of knowledge. They're mm-hmm. moneymakers. Right. The volunteers are animal lovers, uneducated animal lovers. I know because when I was a kid, I used to volunteer my time spending summers on farms. I used to work for chickens when I was a kid. I know all about uh, them. And goes pigs on. don't
0: leave out the pigs, Tommy. We used to ride
1: the pigs, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, the, the pigs—we love the pigs. But, but the point is, is that you got the money makers, and then you got the good-hearted people that just love animals but don't know nothing about them. Nobody knows nothing about game chicken. The they, the faces on some of my birds, as you're going to see in the videos, I have video. I have everything. The faces were busted off. The beaks were busted off to the face. Because they were fighting through wire. I have hens that were blinded. Because my hens, the old hens, they fight like Gamecocks. And right. when they're spurred, when they're spurred, they knock their eyes out. They all came back like this. Oh. They had no idea. You can't put these birds next to each other. So the education, it, I just can't stress the education enough. And I know yeah. it's not just with Game Chickens. It was, it's it was every animal
0: yeah every yes. animal species and it just happens to be that uh, dog owners and some cases horse owners and gamefowl owners are low-hanging fruit all of us are subject yes. to being in the targets Tommy Carano it's always a pleasure it's a pleasure to get you here with Andrew Henderson on a Tuesday across the prawn roll route remember this is coming to a backyard near you don't be complacent and think it's just a New York issue. We all three remind you that all roads do lead to a roll route. Man, finally, today I want to talk about proper nutrition. The Nutrition Coalition stays abreast of the rigorous science. Now, if we could just get the federal government to acknowledge science, who would ever think we would have to fight the government to stay on top of science for nutrition? Nutritioncoalition.us. You know, healthy beef, nutrient-dense rich beef improves the planet and improves human health nutrition coalition gets information about beef to the public like the certified piedmontese program no nutrition coalition does not support the uh, certified piedmontese i do but it's all about beef NutritionCoalition.us.